We have ignition sequence start. Short distance, high impact. Five, four, three, two. All engines running. Ten questions with Adam Zwar. Big names, great minds. Make yourself a cup of tea. Liftoff. We have liftoff. Today's guest is the champion Australian leg spinner Stuart McGill. Now, I'd probably be happy to devote more of this podcast to cricket, but I've held off because I wanted to speak to a cricketer who thinks a little deeper about life in the world than your average test legend. In cricketing terms, Stuart was an incredibly gifted leg spin bowler who turned the ball a mile and had a brilliant test average, and who just happened to come along at the same time as the greatest leg spinner of all time, Shane Warne. But McGill never tried to compete with Warne. Warne was all bravado and glamour, whereas McGill held his emotions in check. Warne dyed his hair blonde, whereas McGill had a sensible tea towel tucked into his pants with which he'd polished the ball. Warren would saunter back to his mark, grinning and toying with the batsman's mind, whereas McGill would scuttle back, eyebrows furrowed like a mathematician trying to solve a problem, before unleashing another one of his lethal leg breaks. The facts are that he's the seventh quickest in history to get 200 wickets, getting to the milestone faster than both Warren and the all-time greatest wicket-taker, Matthias Muralitharan. Outside of cricket, Stuart's a voracious reader, famously reading 42 novels on a tour of Pakistan. He's politically aware, once boycotting a tour of Zimbabwe because he wasn't comfortable with the Mugabe regime. And in 2000, he married the Australian actress Rachel Friend, and the couple, who separated in 2013, have two children together. Since he retired in 2008, he's hosted a TV show about wine and been a coach for hire. He's had a few public ups and downs, but now he's getting back on track, and I encourage you all to follow his witty and polemical Twitter account, at SCG McGill. Please forgive the sound quality on this interview. The reception wasn't great, but the content is. As usual, I started by asking Stuart when he was most happy. I I was probably at, at my at my happiest uh, when I didn't know what, what was going on around me. So <laughs> I suggest uh, that, that 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 it was probably just as I I I, uh, I left school. Yeah. Um. And, and look, that's not to say that that I haven't been happy since. But I, but I really do think that, that that's the great thing about being a kid. You know, you don't really know what you're in for. Um, so, you know, you still think you're probably pretty good at everything. Um, and, mm. but nobody's told you that you're not yet. So, yeah, yeah probably just, just as I, as I took my first steps after school. Did you know that you were going to play international cricket when you were at school? Did you have a pretty good feeling that that was the future for you? No, um, I, um, I, I like, like a lot of kids that play cricket, uh, when I was, when I was little, uh, in the back garden, I was, you know, it was a dead cert. I was going to play cricket for Australia or the West Indies, you know, because <laughs> um, I wanted to be a hairy quick, you know. I, I didn't, I, I wasn't very good. Um, uh, in, in year 12, I don't think I was even the first involved there. But, um, Daniel Marsh, who, um, who ended up playing for Tasmania, he was at school about three years younger than me, and he was, he was first picked spin bowler in, oh. in, the, in the first 11 at school. Um, and I, I was sort of nothing really at school in, in, in cricket terms. I, I mean, I, I, I dated pretty much the same, which wasn't going to get me anywhere. And, and bowling, you know, I was a bit erratic. But um, it, it, it wasn't until it wasn't until I was about twenty that that things started to to just really click into place. And I thought, hang on a second, I, I'm a chance here. 
right. Was that when you started bowling leggies or were you bowling them at school? No, no, I bowled leggies. Um, my, my dad, um, we played about a dozen Shield games for WA. My dad um, was a leggy, and so I always bowled leggies. And as soon, I, I, I also bowled quick. I wanted to be a quick bowler, but I, I, I bowled, um, I bowled quick. <laughs> I try. I thought I was bowling quick until I was about maybe fifteen. I did both, and then I realised that I, you know, I was too short and too uncoordinated to be. You know, considered a quick bowler. So, um, I, I think what happened was, um, I think I, I just kept trying to turn the ball as much as I could. And then when I, you know, was 19, 20, all of a sudden, I just started taking wickets. It just put a, it, it pretty much clicked about, you know, six months after I left school. Wow. Okay. So, so, well, there was some, it would have been some happiness around that point for sure. <laughs> Yeah, oh, look, um, uh, there was there was happiness. I mean, around selection time, there was happiness, and also the other thing that there was, you know, um, there was a lot of happiness about was was when I um, when I first got picked. For, for, I, I played uh, one game for Western Australia. I was twelfth man a bunch of times, but when I first got into the squad there, I think I, I was working in a cafe in Northbridge, living week to week from you know, paycheck to paycheck, and. I remember going on a tour to maybe Victoria. I went to the ATM and it was like four and a half thousand dollars in my bank account. And I remember going, hang on a second, you know, I kind of like this cricket thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, man, like, you know, 45 cents to four and a half grand. And, and then all of a sudden I realized why people played sport for a living. Question two, who would you like to apologize to and why? I am going around apologising to a lot of people nowadays. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the, the problem, you know, that, 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 that the saying, you know, you've got to be careful who, who you know, how you treat people on the way up. Um, yeah. <laughs> going to come and bite you when you're on the way down. But I, I think, I'm not sure if I, I necessarily deliberately um, treated people badly um, when, when, when I was, um, you know, being... Well, when I was successful in the cricket field, it, it's more that, you know, I was really, really busy for a number of years. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I never found cricket very easy. Um, it, it sort of was, uh, it, it consumed me pretty much. Um, mm. And uh, you do become kind of pretty self-absorbed. Uh, look, I was self-absorbed just to maintain any sort of semblance of consistency. Um you know, I kind of had to do that, otherwise it was just not going to be, um, you know, uh, something that I could do. Um, oh, and I think it was deliberate too. I mean, I just had to, you know, sort of thought, well, look, if this is going to continue, I've got to be pretty much just into what I'm doing. Um, mm. and, and if we ever had, if we ever had any, any time off, that's when I would actually just totally step away from cricket. Mm. Um, because I, 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 I Remember, not 
I don't remember necessarily ignoring people or you know, walking past people in the street, but you know, I, I, I've, I've become good friends again with a couple of people from school, and you know, um, I'm enjoying that. Um, yeah. So I, I think uh, the answer to your question in short form is, um, you know, it's an open apology um, to anybody who I walked past in the street and uh, apparently ignored. I'm apologising. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I played test cricket when you didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's um, the thing is, you're so visible, and you, yeah. you know, I always liken it to because I'm a massive cricket fan. For about, it's an ongoing soap opera where the characters are about there are 17 or 18 characters in the soap opera that will, will pretty much occupy the Australian consciousness for about 10, 10 years. You know, and yeah. Um, so it's, uh, you've got a lot of people saying hello to you in the street. You know, that's, that's the, oh, yeah. that's the payoff. <laughs> and in, and in my case in bars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, question three is what is your greatest regret? Well, look, um, uh, there, there's, there's, there's no doubt. Uh, that um, you know, my greatest regret is is, is not being married anymore. Um, I I um, I was married for thirteen years, and I and I um, and I liked it very much. And um, I doubt very much that. Well, I doubt very much. I can almost guarantee that it won't happen again. And um, um, I, I, and that's mainly because I do regret. Um, I do regret not not being married anymore. I I, I loved uh, having a family, and uh, and I and I um, and I enjoyed I enjoyed just about every aspect of it. Even even the hard bits, uh, I kind of saw that as um, being um, just a part of a part of a gig. Um, mm. And I'm I'm very grateful that uh, you know I have still got a, a, a you know any sort of relationship with with, um, with, with my with my ex-wife and um, I'm I'm still really close to my kids so that so that's good we, we 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 you know they spend every other week with me so um, and they're growing up so growing up to be very nice kids so I, I'm I'm very pleased about that but certainly. Um, I regret not being uh, in, in the same house anymore. That, that's, a, that's a shame, mm-hmm. and um, you know, maybe inevitable because uh, I am who I am, and uh, maybe maybe I wouldn't like to be married to me either. But um, you know, I regret that I'm 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 not what I I, I, I could have should have been. But uh, that 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 you would have been quite young when you got married too. No. Oh, really? <laughs> No, I wasn't. Uh, right, okay. <laughs> no, no, I was. Uh, we made it thirty, and um, and 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 finished around about you know early forties, uh, forty three. So, um, but look, um, one thing, one thing that I I do say, and it's not just you know stupid sporting cliches. You know, in order to get up every day, you know, you, I don't spend too much time on. The regret side of things, and 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 it was only, you know, it's only really um, when asked questions.
question, you know, by by people like yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that I that I that I do spend any time thinking about it at all because it's it's just it's far easier just to um um you know pick yourself up and dust yourself down and uh, and 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 move on. Um, if you you can get consumed by regret and 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 kind of get stuck and and that's certainly not something that I want. Does does playing sport at the highest level toughen you up emotionally does it does it actually toughen you up for um uh you know the wins and losses in life i think certainly being an international bowler um a, a, a bowler um bowlers and batsmen have very different setups mentally um i i think um being a bowler you, you and being any good at it i think you become incredibly tough mm. because um, and I guess being a slow bowler maybe even more so because let's say that anybody can hit these sticks, you know, um, um, you know, you, you, your kids, my mum, my mom, you know, anybody can hit these sticks. Um, it, it, it's about how you handle getting hit the sticks and whether or not you can go back to the top of your mark and go again and go again and go again and then even um, to a large degree when you're successful, how you can go back to the top of your mark. It's, it's about just being able to recreate a moment in time over and over and over, repetition and 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 routines and 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 I think that that those things are, are um, they're skills that you can um, you know really benefit from having in the real world. The problem is, of course, that it, you know if you're able to do that, then you know I don't know maybe you should uh, maybe you should dwell on on bad times a little bit longer than. Than, than, than I do, but um, you know, I, I just kind of, I just kind of feel that you know, because uh, I reckon that was actually one of the reasons why I was that set me aside from a lot of people who were probably better than me. Um, I was really, really good at you know, just moving on. You know, mm. I, I didn't even, you know, I didn't didn't give it a second thought because my goal was never to, um, my goal was never get hit for six or to have a bad day. It was always the good stuff, so I just like pretend it never happened. I, I would completely pretend things never happened. That's um, yeah, and I was really good at it. <laughs> I, I know. I remember. I just remember watching you. You had that steely look about you. You know, <laughs> steely yeah, look of resolve. Yeah, the blue steely. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, 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 I think I think the thing is that that that, that look was all about. As I said before, you know, things were very hard. I, I, I think you're very exposed. And so I had to do that. Mm. If I go back and try and recreate that one moment again, mm. and and I knew I I knew I had a good ball in me. Um, and if I if I bowled a full toss or a half track, it wasn't deliberate. I just go back and try and do it again, try and do it again, try and do it again, and and I got very good at doing that. And and um, and you know I, I think I'm I'm pretty positive person um, as a consequence. Yeah, yeah. I I often think that well particularly because I'm in, you know, in the arts and show business that, you know, a lot of us are snowflakes, we're very sensitive and everything, and I feel, you know, it'd be good to hang out with international sports people occasionally and just learn how to be a bit tougher, you know, how to move on uh, move on quicker. That, that, that's exactly what it is, mate. It's moving on. It's mm. about moving on and moving on quicker, and I certainly wouldn't call you a snowflake, Adam. <laughs> that's right. And, 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 and there's a there's a there's a nice little back catalogue of work there too, so I wouldn't 
worry about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> Question four is what will you still need to do to feel your fifth satisfactory life? What do I still need to do? Yeah. Um, I would like to be good at something again. Um, mm. uh, there's, there's, look, uh, there is this sense in me that maybe I've done the thing that I would, you know, that I was good at. Um, and um, I would like to find and develop something again. Um, because there is a, you know, it's a, there's, it's a bit of a shame to think that, you know, hang on a second, I've peaked. Um, mm. So what I, what I'm trying to do is, and, and, you know, uh, there's, there's no, certainly no, um, you know, scientific method that I'm, I'm using to do this, by the way. I'm, I, but I am trying to find something that I, I can, you know, become very good at again. Um, because, uh, you know, that, that would give me a lot more purpose. And, you know, people talk about family and stuff like that. And, you know, obviously any relationships that I, that I'm, you know, try to make sure I, I do them, um, you know, live them as well as I possibly can. And, and, you know, I want to be the best dad I can be and, and that sort of stuff. But, but, but I, I would like professionally to be good at something, um, again, um, because, um, yeah, that would make me feel very happy, I think. Um, so, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much that's pretty much it at the moment. I, I'm I'm pretty happy otherwise. You know, I'm, I mean, I, I watch TV for Australia, so <laughs> 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 I, I um, I'm good at that. But I'm not sure if I could make a living out of doing. Is there anything on the horizon? Any uh, anything that you you're uh, working working on? <laughs> no, let's not really worry too much about the horizon at this stage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question five is: Who is the person who most influenced you, and how? Uh, in, a, in a cricketing sense, um, and, I, and I think that's probably the only the only thing that, that I that I can sort of latch onto. Um, my dad, who I, I, my dad and my grandfather played um, for Western Australia, played cricket for Western Australia. Stuart's grandfather was Charlie McGill, an opening batsman and right-arm fast-medium bowler who played six first-class matches for Western Australia between 1939 and 1951. And Stuart's father, Terry McGill, played 12 matches for Western Australia between 1969 and 1973. My, my, the, the, my dad, you know, probably influenced me, um, you know, every day as, as, a, as a young bloke. My grandfather opened the batting and the bowling for Western Australia, and wow. he was, uh, yeah, he, he was, he was, he was, t- he was tough. Like he was, you know, um, it's really cool. We've got this book called Chuckers, uh, you know, <laughs> that guy that used, guys that used to chuck them, and Grandpa's in that, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> you know, it's sort, of, it's sort of like how everybody wants to, you know, wants to have some, you know, a, a convict in their in their family tree. Well, I've got a chucker in mine. Um, <laughs> So, um, but Grandpa, um, opened the bat and bowling, he, he got Bradman out, um, oh. in, in a game. Yeah, which is cool. And, uh, the, the, the story goes that, that Bradman, you know, invited him to come to South Australia and play when he was there. And, um, that, that's, that's awesome. In the same game, he got Bradman out. He got, you know, four for 70 and, and made 75 opening the batting as well. Uh, which is, which is excellent. Wow. Um, when, when I, when I was six or seven, I used to catch the bus into the city 
city and um, meet him at his work and then we'd go home um, to his place after school uh, my mum and dad were working and I'd watch Lost in Space with him and I'd sit with him and he'd tell me about you know uh, I remember that you know time really quite well and I because I, I, even though he was supposed to be this big scary tough dude um, which undoubtedly he was um, he was really gentle and kind and nice to me and, and he he travelled a lot during his time and he played all sports but was you know, very interested in everything else that was going on around him, and and I guess he he's probably my number one kind of inspiration for you know how I wanted to carry myself, and um, um, uh, you know I I've travelled a lot of places that that he went to just because he I remember him telling me about them. Um, you know, I, uh, in particular he, he he loved Florence, so I spent quite a bit of time oh, wow. there when I was younger. Yeah, um, and you know, for, for a guy who grew up in, you know, Subiaco in the Depression, you know, born, he was born in 1916. So, yeah, I think it's, there wouldn't have been too many people, you know, in his neighbourhood um, who, who enjoyed going to Italy. Um, no. <laughs> you know, yeah, um, and and so I thought he was pretty cool. Um, and actually, during my first test, um, my first test match was against. Um, Adelaide. Unfortunately, uh, it was against South Africa in Adelaide. Unfortunately, Grandpa was was dead by then. But um, um, I went for dinner with my parents um, in Kensington. Um, we we picked a you know nice restaurant out of a, out of a magazine. It was good. Um, <laughs> and it was called Jama's, and it turned out to be Bradman's favourite restaurant. Oh. And um, Bradman was sitting in there, and. You know, we we just sort of sat down and started eating. My dad said, "Oh, Bradman's over there," and I thought, "Oh, I'll go and um, I'll go and say hello." And then I thought, "No, no, you're too cool. You don't need to do that. You know, just leave him alone. That's fine." And so I was just sitting eating my dinner, and then um, Bradman gets up and starts walking out of the restaurant, and I'm thinking, "Well, you know, just leave him. He's fine. Don't worry about it." And I thought, "No, you're being an idiot." And I chased him out, and um. I went, you know, chased him out, and I said, "I, oh, you know, uh, oh, hi, um, to Don. It's uh, my name's Stuart McGill. I'm I'm playing my first Test match, and you know, I just wanted to say hello." He said, "I know how I know who you are, son. Well bowled today." And then he said, "My God, your your grandfather could play cricket." Oh wow! And, yeah, and and that was sort of the thing, you know, because for me, Don Bradman knew who my grandpa was, um, and it was really, really cool. And then, funnily enough, my dad must have been hot on my heels, and he he sort of ran up behind me. And Don Bradman said, uh, "Don Bradman said, hey Terry, how are you going?" Oh, um, <laughs> so I I really respected Bradman then for taking the time. Like, it made me feel very, very good, you know. Um, whereas I've met a number of people, you know, at different times through my life who have said, oh, yeah, I, you know, smashed the living daylights out of your dad. He never turned the ball, you know. Uh, and I and I, I never forget them. No. Um, but for different reasons, you know. And, and, and I just, I just, uh, you know, I still, I'll never forget what Bradman said to me about my grandpa. And then when he said hi to my dad, I sort of thought, you know, you're really cool. The one question I'd like to ask is how did your granddad get Bradman out? Um, I, don't, I don't know exactly how, because um, 
I never actually asked Grandpa how, but he's in the Bradman albums, which is cool. Um, but, but he was caught behind uh, uh, off my grandpa's bowling, and, and, and he, you know, um, that, that, that I think he, I think he made a massive hundred in the second innings. <laughs> but, but anyway, but but he got him once, and and and, and that's um, that's good enough for me. Um, when was the last time you cried, and why? Funny <laughs> you should ask that because um, so I I didn't really I don't remember crying a lot when I was younger. Um, um, whereas I sort of you know, I, I cry all the time now, um, but but it. it Generally speaking, when I'm when I when I see something that I think is, you know, um, happy um, mm. or nice, um, nice things, and unfortunately, it can be, um, you know, um, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you honestly, the last time I I cried was I was watching. Um, <laughs> yes, this is interesting. I was watching. Um, I, I I really liked. The US office, um, the US version of the office. Yes. And I, I've watched it, you know, I watched the episode over and over and over again. And for some reason, the other day, I was just feeling like I wanted to watch Jim and Pam get married again. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't really know why, but, um, yeah, and I'm probably even tearing up thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cried during that, too. <laughs> uh, it's just so stupid because it's, you know, I know what's going to happen. They're fictional characters, um, but I think it's sort of um, the fairy tale thing kind of makes me cry. You know, um, I, I'd like to believe in fairy tales. I think, and, um, you know, it was such a good, you know, and I got so invested in the characters, and um, um, you know, I, I really, I really liked liked that show, and, and, and I, I'm not sure. I, I kind of like to watch it back to back to back just to see if I keep crying. <laughs> um, but let, let's just say that um, at this point, you know, having seen it five or six times, it still makes me cry. Um, me too. There's nothing wrong with that. Question seven: What is your current state of yeah. mind? Um, currently, I'm I'm really, really starting to get frustrated at not. Um, uh, I need to work out how I'm going to say this without sounding like a fucking loser. <laughs> um, at the moment, uh, if, if I'm if I'm being brutally honest, at the moment I, I, I'm I'm starting to get very frustrated at not having um, something a little bit more concrete to uh, to, to to go to um, you know employment wise. I, I I spend a lot of time um, coaching and helping out other people. Um, both in um, a cricketing sense, but also uh, in uh, you know areas outside of cricket. So mm-hmm. you know whether I'm helping somebody out with with their business or or, or um, um, you know I've got a couple of friends who are um, working in media. You know help them out, um, but I'm not really committing a great deal of time to doing something I like doing on a daily basis. Uh, and I'm starting to get quite frustrated at that. I, I think it's long overdue for me to wake up in the morning and go to work, um, even if that's a really boring sort of menial, 
nine to five or eight to six kind of proposition. I think I, I'm starting to get frustrated at that. So that state of mind is slightly uneasy. <laughs> I think that's literally, I just start to feel a little bit uneasy. Yeah. It's just a massive transition to make. I think, I think I've been making that massive transition for a long time. And, and the problem is, as I said to you before, I, I, I'm pretty good at just sort of going, well, I don't like that, I'm going to move on. And, and so a couple of times I've, I've had some false starts, if you like, since I've been, because I've, I've almost been 10 years out now. Um, and I've had some great jobs in that time, some really great jobs. And I, and I think I've actually been quite good at a couple of them. But I've just kind of gone, okay, well, that, that's not exactly what I want to do, so I'll just move on. Um, because I'd be able to do that quite easily because, you know, I'm, I'm focused and, and I've just had a little period of time here where I'm just not all that, all that happy. Um, and, um, you know, it could turn out that actually the thing that makes me happiest is working in a restaurant. It, 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 and I'm not joking there. <laughs> I, 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 I may actually, I may actually find myself happiest when I'm working in food and wine, but not in a, not in a very, very deep way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just, you know, I like being surrounded by people who are enjoying themselves. Um, and I'm not talking about the nightclub at 3 o'clock in the morning, although, you know, I've enjoyed that from time to time. I'm talking about sitting there, I'm facilitating the, the, you know, the enjoyment of food and wine. Stuart was known for reading wine and food books on tour and studied wine marketing before hosting his award-winning TV series, Uncorked. For Foxtel. I think one of the great things cricket's done for me during my, my, my life is it's given me the means to be able to, you know, follow my passions a little bit, you know, and, and I, I really like eating and drinking. I love sitting around a table and it could go back to my grandpa in Florence and stuff like that. I love the European style of, you know, well, I love the European lifestyle. You know, yeah. the fact that they sort of sit around, eat, drink, talk, listen to music and look at beautiful things. Um, you know, I can't really think of anything, anything better. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, maybe I can't do that all the time, but I, I certainly like to surround myself with people who are. Um, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to help out in, um, in any way I can. So, you know, you never know. I might, um, I might find myself working, you know, in a, in a little coffee shop in, in the back seats of Venice or something like that when my kids were all growing up, you know. Nobody would know who I am. I'll just be this crazy old guy smiling every time somebody enjoys their glass of wine. And nobody will bother him about cricket, which is what I'm about to do now. Question eight. What is your greatest achievement? Uh, yeah, greatest achievement is, is, a, is a tough one. I mean, um, if, if, you were, if, you were, if you were in the legacy, um, I think you probably would say you kid. Um, mm. you, know, uh, you know, people... I don't know... You know, achievement is achievement is a very difficult thing uh, to measure because it's all about the framework you put around it, right? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I achieve, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't talk about my 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 sporting achievements too much, to be honest. But 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 I mm. I, I think you know, historically, I, I know that I did, you know. Well, for myself, um, on a, on the cricket field, and, I, and I'm very proud of what I achieved on the cricket field. Um, I know that I, I I expected what I set goals for myself in a cricketing sense that were pretty unrealistic, um, and 
kind of achieved them. Um, you know, I, I've you know pretty much achieved them over, over the course of ten years, which which is pretty. You know, I'm, I'm very proud of that. Um, I think I'm proud every time you know my daughter Penny gets out of a taxi and says thank you to the driver, thank you, have a nice day to the driver. I'm very proud of that, you know, because yeah, you know, I've sat with sportsmen for years, you know, talking down to ta- ta- taxi drivers, yeah, and and hated and hated that, um, and so I quite like, I, you know, I am proud of raising children that are polite to other people. Um, I, I guess that that that's one my 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 you know, doffing of the cap to you know that standard on you know my crown and glory my, my kids because one thing that I'm very aware of is the, the fact that I am basically just a sportsman so um, I, 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 I know that sport's got a place um, I'm very very pleased I'm very proud of everything I've achieved um, in sport particularly cricket because I think it's a, you know, it's a pretty tough tough game mm. and um, um, I, I you know I I love, I love the fact that I, I was good at cricket, um, but it's just a sport. Um, and you know, my my kids, which will probably be long after I'm gone, but, but my kids are, 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 you know, it's unlikely that they'll be professional sportsmen and women. Um, um, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that because they're no good at it, but they're they're, they're great at sport. It's just I, I just they have other interests as well, and, and you know, percentage-wise, it's, it's highly likely that they'll they'll be be good at, at, at something else as well, um, which would make me very proud, and and, and possibly um, you know make a, a greater contribution to to society by uh, by having them do something off a sporting field rather than on. Um, and and look, I know it's a, it's a real sort of you know uh, you know cliche, so you know. That's right, mate. That's right. It's, uh, I mean, it, it, you were, I, uh, you know, it was such an, an incredible period in Australian sport when we didn't have a leg spinner really since Bob Holland. And then mm. two of you emerged at exactly the same time. Um, yeah. and in many cases, whenever you and Warney were together in a test, your performance, your performance was better. Yet, the attention turned towards him. Here are the stats. Warner McGill played together in 16 tests and McGill took 82 wickets at 22 in those matches, while Shane Warne took 74 wickets at 29. McGill took a wicket every 41 balls, while Warne struck every 56. You know, I think think he's, um, you know, um, a once in a a generation, you know, biomechanically speaking, the guy's a freak. I mean, he's had... He had... Three career-ending injuries, but they didn't end his career. <laughs> mm. So I mean, he, he, you know, resilience and 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 just the ability to continue on and and to to, to shape his game as as you know um, his physical abilities change. So it was it was amazing. Um, but but um, uh, I think that the the the, the sad thing that for all spin bowlers sort of subsequent to to, to that is. He, 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 that they're going to be compared to him um, just as much as I was. 
yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, they're, they're on a hiding to nothing, whereas I, you know, I was fortunate enough to have actually played with the guy. Um, you know, one of the reasons, one of the very good reasons, I, I'd suggest that I, my figures were quite flattering when, whenever I played with Shane. Um, it was I was up the other end when he was bowling, and he was up the other end when I was bowling. So, right, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, who would you rather have up the other end, Shane Ward or Stuart Gill? Well, I'd say it's a pretty easy answer, um, <laughs> and it's not me. Um, so, um, so that that that's probably you know got a little bit to do with the figures. Um, but the other the other thing that 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 I also believe, and you know, is that. Um, I was very, very single-minded about what I was trying to achieve um, on the cricket field, and it wasn't to be as good as Shane Warren. Um, it was um, to, if, if we're in a test match, there's 20 wickets that we need to take to win the test match, and my goal was to take as many of them as I possibly could. Yep. Um, and, and failing that, to contribute as significantly as possible um, to taking those 20 wickets. And I think that that single-minded sort of, you know, point of view or, you know, outlook um, meant that sometimes my stats were, um, you know, inflated or, 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 or amplified um, because, you know, I was, I was that, that was all I was focusing on. So um, it wasn't on, um, you know, runs or it wasn't on looking the best it wasn't on um, racking up consecutive test matches or becoming a part of the team. It was just every single time I got a, time, a chance to play, I wanted it to, to contribute as strongly as I possibly could to those 20 wickets. And, um, you know, it, it's, that's what helped me out. Um, the other thing is that maybe I was just uh, really good at being the stuntman, being the two I see. Um, I know they tried a lot of spin bowlers from the time I got picked for Australia to the time I, I finished, they, there was a lot of other spin bowlers played for Australia in various forms of the game apart from me. Um, and they just kept coming back to me because maybe, you know, I just did my job better. Yeah. Um, and, and my job was to come in whenever needed, um, if and when morning was um, unavailable, or if and when they decided they needed a second spin bowler. And I, I just... Um, I knew what I had to do, and I and I and I liked doing it. And you know, when you've got somebody like Shane Warne in the team, you know, it makes you feel really good if you if you get you know more wickets than him because you know how good he is, and you know that people invariably are going to compare you favourably. So um, yeah. I, I liked it. I, I liked it a lot. I mean, I remember taking seven wickets day one at the at, at the SCG and then to the West Indies, and they were the first seven wickets to fall. And, uh, you know, walking home, we, we went out for dinner in Paddington that night, and I just felt, I remember feeling just really good. Yeah. I was really good about myself, and you know, Rachel and I, we had a nice meal, and, and you know, I just really enjoyed, I just enjoyed, I enjoyed the way it made me feel when I did, when I did well, and, and, and that was partly because I was playing in the same year as Shane Warren. You know, it kind of couldn't win. Um, myself very lucky to have played at the same time as him. The, 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 the final 
reality is this. If Stone Horn hadn't come along, I, would, I possibly wouldn't have played Test Cricket. Because he, he made sure that um, uh, an attacking wrist spin bowler um, was a, a, a vital cog in the Australian cricket uh, team. Wow. Um, and so when he wasn't available, um, they were desperate to try and fill the, fill the, fill the hole. Um, and, you know, even when he was available, they were just looking for a backup in case there was a problem. Um, and, and, and that's the that, that job that, that, that I got. And, and, and so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm eternally grateful that, that, that he was around. If, 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 um, if I'm upset about anything in particular, it's just they didn't play um, together often enough. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I've never, never been able to understand why they just pick the best four or five dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they pick, they pick a couple of left handed quicks in a team. Why don't you pick, um, you know, a couple of right arm left in Yeah. That doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and if you look at all the tests that we did play together, I can only think of. Right, and um, is there a shorthand that you guys have? Because you pretty much um, have you're, you're breathing rarefied air. The two of you, two wrist spinners, around the same era, both um, reached extraordinary heights in, in your chosen field. Is there stuff that you guys could talk about that you can't talk about with anyone else? Um, that's a, quite a good question. Um, oh, look, I, I dare say. Um there are things that we could talk about, um, but we're very different people. We do speak yeah. probably a different language yeah. <laughs> to one another, unfortunately. Um, yeah. but I, I would suggest that Shane's setup was a little bit different to mine. Um, he, he, he um, I mean, but one thing that we do have in common, we both, we both were very self-assured mm. um, on the field, um, but for probably for different reasons as well. Um, I was forcing myself to be that way. I think he probably just was. Um, uh, you know, when bad things would happen around him, he was able to put him aside, put him aside, and move on. The sorts of bad things that would happen around me were very different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so we probably didn't talk about. We probably don't talk about. Um, sorts of things that you're, you, 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 you know, we probably not, we probably don't communicate about spin bowling a great deal. Um, mm. He, um, 
you know, I, I, I mean, his his approach when when he was bowling was to trap people on the crease. Mine was to get them to come out yeah. of the crease. Um, so, I, I mean, uh, um, you know, I'd like to say that you know we 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 do have um, you know. A, 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 an understanding, a level of understanding that that, that is, you know, um, outside the 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 uh, you know the norm. But but I I, I think I'd probably be lying. Um, yeah. And um, the other thing is, um, I, I don't think Shane liked playing with me very much. To be honest, I think he's sort of been been um, been widely documented as saying that he preferred that I I hadn't been playing at the same time as him. Yeah, um, right. And so there, there is a little bit of that too. I mean, whereas I didn't really care who was up the other end, just so long as somebody was, someone <laughs> was there. Um, yeah. It didn't really bother me. Um, I, I don't think he liked me being in the team too much, um, which is a shame um, because, as I said, we didn't lose too often when, I, when we were both right. Well, Warney wasn't called Hollywood for nothing, and I've never met a superstar willing to share the spotlight. Apologies to any superstars listening to this podcast. I, I was, I was more than happy. Um, flying under the radar, being you know the stunt man, if you like, coming in and and doing doing the the, the tough bits every now and then, yeah. um, and then sort of sliding out of, of frame again. Um, uh, whereas Shane liked liked to be liked all of the bits and pieces around it, um, yeah, yeah. you know, um, and and um, and I I don't I still don't um, I, I'd much rather have a good time, um, you know, in a dark room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> rather than rather than being in the spotlight. Oh, that's a good, that's a good line. Um, the second last question, question nine, uh, and my favourite question, who would you want on your side in a battle and why? I, I'm going to be incredibly, incredibly uh, conceited here. Um, I would like, me yeah. to be alongside me, <laughs> um, which is which is an incredibly conceited response. I know. No, but no, I reason, get it. I get that. Yeah. Look, the reason for that is that um, I don't trust too many people, mm-hmm. um, and it's not that they're malicious. Um, it's that. Um, it's that at some point or another, you've got to look after yourself. Um, yeah. I really do believe that. Uh, you know, if, if you had to choose between me and your family, if you didn't choose your family, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Um, so, um, I, I, and I, I really, you know, I, I'd certainly not think, of, think, think any less of somebody for, you know, um, having personal, putting personal, um, you know, ambitions or, 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 or concerns ahead of my own, you know. Um, I, 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 I'm very comfortable with that. I don't, you know, as I said, I don't look down on anybody for that. So I completely trust myself. I also know that one of the other reasons that I trust myself is I'd hate to put somebody in the position where, you know, my life was on the line. Um, I'd hate to put them in the position of having to have their, their my blood on their hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I really saying. don't like that idea. The, the huge responsibility of having to look after somebody else. Um, you know, if I go down um, as a, a direct result of being, 
inept or, or not being uh, up to it, I'd, I'd be comfortable with that. Um, uh, you know, you make your you make your bed, you lie in it, that all those sorts of things. Um, I, I also know that um, you know if you give me um, a framework and you, you tell me, you know, what I've got to do and what I'm faced with, I, I can be particularly single-minded about it. Um, probably single-minded to the point of of, of being um, obtuse. Um, but uh, that's what you would probably require in a battle. Um, yeah. And, um, yes. I think it'd be just a hell of a lot easier. Um, <laughs> and I'd feel a lot more comfortable if I knew that there was somebody with the same sort of outlook as me standing next to me. Um, if, that, if that person could also be incredibly gifted and coordinated, that would be very handy. <laughs> uh, so maybe, maybe, maybe not a direct mirror image of me in that case. Um, somebody that could handle themselves because I'm not a fighter. You, you started your first uh, test, uh, Mark Taylor was your captain, and your final test, I, I yeah. guess it was Ponting. Who was your, who, who understood you best and who was probably your favourite of the captains? Okay. So... Um, you know, with respect to Ricky, um, you know, I've got a choice of, you know, in terms of regular captain, a choice of Ricky Ponting, Mark Taylor or Steve Wall. So, so with respect to Ricky, we'll just leave him out of this, of this conversation. Okay. But, um, um, he, 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 he did, um, Ricky was, was probably, um, one of, the, my the favourite players I played with, yep, um, because he was very very single minded and and determined. Um, but but in terms of favourite captains, um, the other two were certainly um, the grand finalists. Yeah. Um, um, <clears throat> when I first started playing Test cricket, Mark Taylor was the, the, the captain, and he was captain of New South Wales too, which is probably good for me um, because he. Um, he, you know, I knew him a little bit, a little bit at least um, by the time I, I played. Um, but he was great because he's sort of like a, a headmaster. He'd tell you what to do. He'd tell, sorry, tell me what to do, and he would then, um, in a, a, a sort of headmasterly way, uh, be alongside me, um, making sure I did it. Yeah. Okay. Um, he, 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 you know, he had a. A duty of care from his point of view, and um, he, he would he would he would concentrate on on you doing what he'd asked you to do. Yeah. Um, and he, 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 he it was he was quite flexible um, in terms of you know like after my first test, for example, you know he and I flew back to New South Wales to play in the Shield game, but he said to me, "Listen, you only play your first test match once. Make sure you have a good time tonight." And you know he, he was you know he, he certainly wasn't. Um, you know, super strict or anything like that. Mm. But he would just make sure that you did what you needed to do and didn't let yourself down. I remember when he retired, I was really, really upset uh, because yeah. I thought, well, how am I going to play without him? Um, I just didn't think that I was going to be able to keep going without him being the captain. Um, of course, the, the best way of going about things, which is why Stephen was probably my favourite captain, um, is the best way of going about things is to make sure that people can operate without you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and Stephen, that's what Steve did. He he um he would um build you up to the point where you felt that you could do things by yourself. Um, he, 
he armed you with the tools you required to to sort the issue out yourself. Um, he he. I remember him coming up to me um, in a test match. We're playing against South Africa at the SCG. He came up to me in the test match, and he's walking towards me, and I bowled um, oh, probably four overs. Yeah, I bowled four overs, I'd say, at the time, um, and I've got none for 20. Um, so he got five and over, roughly. Um, it's, you know, my first test match in you know a year or so. He um, he just came up to me and said, "Oh, you know, how are you going?" And as he's walking towards me, I thought he's going to take me on. Um, and um, how are you going? Uh, he has been bowling um, uh, really well uh, for New South Wales. Keep it going, eh? And just turned around and walked off. <laughs> and that matter was, he was telling me that he was going to take me off. Um, and I knew that, and he knew that, and he knew I knew, and he also knew that I didn't want to get taken off, uh, and I got, I think the next two overs, I got, you know, um, you know, two, two, that was probably my, my, my favourite two wickets, you know, against South Africa, you know, and Charles caught, caught a and, um, uh, the other, uh, I can't remember his name, yeah, and just, you know, that caught, 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 caught behind, so I was, uh, um, wow. You know, and it's because of what he didn't say. Um, yeah. The, the, you know, the, the, other, the other thing that I, I, I'll say about him is um, the first tour I ever went on um, was to India was in 1998. And in those days, um, you know, you were still buying CDs and stuff in Hong Kong. Um, you know, because so much cheaper than in Australia. <laughs> and I, um, I liked music. I li- well, not like, that's an understatement. I like music. You know, I like music. It's one of the only things that makes me really you know, truly happy nowadays, I guess, music. Um, but I, I like all sorts of music, music, including pop music. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And um, I, I bought a whole bunch of CDs, and I got back in the team bus, and we're going back to the, uh, the hotel at the end of the day, and Steve Wars said to me, uh, so what do you buy? And I went, no. <laughs> I'm not. I said, don't worry about it. You're not, you know, because I know he's going to jump in. So, um, <laughs> um, that, that, that's probably a genre that I'm not next And that was, 
why he was a special kind of guy. Yeah. He, 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 he knew what it took to make... He didn't necessarily understand what made me think, but he knew what I needed. Yeah. And uh, that was the big thing, and I think that's why he was a, a, a great captain. As a as a spectator, you always have a bit of a, a bit of a cry when you're watching a Steve Waugh highlights reel. You know, oh, yeah. just the the steeliness and the you know, yeah. there's there's something very old fashioned about him too, and um, which I love. I think I think the thing that the thing uh, you know the old fashioned um, aspect of it is that all the players that I played with, you know, the, res- the level of respect he had for things that have gone before him, yeah, um, was, was very high, and and I, and I think with cricket that's very yeah. Um, you know, we are a very, it's a game that's very much, you know, a product of its, uh, of its history. And, and, and I, you know, even with the innovations surrounding, you know, T20 and stuff like that, you know, we're still wearing a baggy green, uh, and, and people are still talking about it. And, um, um, you know, baggy green is just a hat, but it's not just a hat, it's a representation of, you know, of, the achievements of every single person who's ever played before you, and um, you know, and and he respected that, and I, and I like that. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a lot more uh, I'd like to ask you about uh, about that. Um, yeah, <laughs> we'll save that for another time. That's <laughs> right. That's right. I mean, you know, uh, as a cricket nerd, there's there's a lot to ask. Um, and the final I'm, question. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty easy to get at. All you need to do is bring a couple of bottles of wine, and I'll I'll, I'll talk for as long as you want. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you can consider that uh, a done deal. Um, done, ready. Uh, the final. Next. The final question would be, sorry, the final question is, what would you like your last words to be? You know, I, I really don't want my, I'm not, I, I'm not ready for my last words. Um, Fair enough. So, uh, you know, it, no, 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 I, I'll, 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 I'll come up with something for you, Adam, just for you this <laughs> one time, but it's probably the first, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready to go yet. So, <laughs> but, yeah. but look, I, I'd love to think that, you know, you know, um, you know, you know, something along the lines of thank, you know, thank you very much. I've I've, I've had a I've had a, an amazing time. Yeah, that that would probably that would probably be great for me. Um, and and I'd love to love you know, depending if there were anybody there with me with me, I'd like like to sort of think that you could, you know, say something along the lines of and and, and I'm sure you will too. You know. Yeah. Um, or just make sure you do too. You know, I, I, I think, I think, you know, we, we, and I, I, you know, I, I'm very lucky. You know, I've had a pretty, pretty good time already, and you know, um, I always sort of joke that there's, you know, that it's not, it's not a question of whether or not I've ticked all the boxes. It's finding more boxes to tick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, I've found a lot more than I, because I, 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 you know. I've ticked most of them already. Maybe I, I need to go a bit. I need to do the search a bit harder. But I, I you know, yeah, thanks for that. A great time, um, and it's because of you guys. Um, I think that's probably that's great. It's largely because of the people who are in the room. So yeah, yeah. But I'm not ready to go yet, Adam. So we'll 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 we'll, we'll, we'll consider that one a working project. <laughs> eh? We have ignition sequence start. Short distance, high impact. Five, four, three, two. All engines running. Ten questions with Adam Joir. Big names. Great minds. Make yourself a cup of tea. Liftoff. We have liftoff. 